and like people would say like you have like your your life flashes, your life flashes yeah before it did not totally present yeah i saw purple and silver squigglings i actually have a piece that looks like it but it was not purple and silver i so tried doing purple and silver it was it? not cute oh. <laughs> i painted it like, no, that's, not that's, cute. Not cute. Yeah. that's not cute yeah. so it was it's a, a black painting that i have oh, the awesome. black and gold yeah um but yeah so i saw those lines and i was like okay i'm, I'm probably gonna die this is probably gonna be it i'm i'm at peace i accept it i accept death that's awesome i said i accept death i accept you it's fine this is i'm like at least i have because this is when i just started off as an artist Welcome to the Bliss Seekers Podcast. This podcast is intended to inspire people to discover their true purpose and follow their bliss. We're on every single major platform. Check us out in the description. We have links to all that. Make sure you like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, all that stuff. Thank you so much for tuning in and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we have an amazing guest. She's of Cambodian descent, born in Massachusetts and raised in Southern California, Alhambra, California. She moved to the Bay Area seven years ago chasing love. The plan was only to stay for one year, but she fell in love with the Bay and all its creativity. She's a bartender manager at Lucas in Oakland. She's also an artist and a singer. She loves to express herself through cocktails, poetry, dancing, songwriting, and painting. She says painting is like her form of therapy. There's nothing like pouring yourself into a blank canvas and dancing that away. Welcome to the podcast, Alicia Touch. Thank you. Welcome. Yes, Thank welcome. You. You very welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Great to have you, right? <laughs> Thanks uh, for having me. No problem. Uh, so uh, I always like to start, well, we always like to start the podcast to kind of get to know somebody um, starting from the beginning, right? It's very interesting to be born in Massachusetts, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the Goonies last night. I don't know if you've, if you've seen that movie, and they yeah. said, "Tell us everything." And he goes back to like third grade and stuff, right? But we're not going to go back to third grade. I mean, we can. <laughs> we, we can. We can if you want to. But I don't know. Just tell us a little bit about about your your upbringing. Like you know, basically living a couple years in Massachusetts and coming to Southern California. Ooh. Okay. Let's see. Ow. Born in Massachusetts, was there till I was four or five. There was like a debate with my mom and my sister. My mom says four, my sister says five. <laughs> um, it's an ongoing thing. Um, I don't really re- remember too much about Massachusetts. I do remember the snow. Yeah, of course. I right? remember um, apparently I went to Canada okay. when I was around that age. My mom you, took me and I don't remember that. You guys are pretty close that. to Canada up there. Uh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah but let me see. Where do I start? Wherever you want to yeah, start. Wherever. Whatever okay. you want to share. Um, let's see. I guess we could talk about my art since that's more prevalent, right? Actually, no. I'll talk about the accident. Yeah. So okay. two years ago, I got into an accident. Okay. And uh, I got T-boned in a lift. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. In a lift? In a lift. Mm. So it wasn't even like you had no no chance. it wasn't her driving yeah. no yeah. no wow. yeah the driver was i probably shouldn't be talking about how he was driving but yeah. um yeah we it got very we got safe to, right? no yeah. yeah we were yeah we were crossing i believe the street was peralta and there was one car on the road 10 in the morning my gosh just one car on the road one car on the road and he wasn't paying attention and uh yeah we got we got t-boned and i basically the car spun out I my body got lifted up and smacked back down onto the seatbelt, and I all I remember is people just like, "Are you okay? Are you okay? Yeah. Are you okay? Like, wake up, wake up!" And I just couldn't. Like, I had no control of my body at all wow. whatsoever. But I heard I heard people talking, and okay. I saw the people. So you were but conscious. I, I was kind of. I kind mean, of like, conscious. all I saw was blurred lines. Mm. Um, I yeah, it was it was kind of horrific um and I, all i remember is after i came to or before i before i became unconscious i saw my id i saw my little wallet like because it flew yeah. across the across the seat and i was like i'm gonna need that for the hospital i'm gonna mm. grab it i didn't have any strength but i gathered up my strength and i was like okay this is what i'm gonna do grabbed it put it in my purse and then like that's when i just like completely blacked out wow and like yeah got knocked unconscious and um, people were trying to wake me up the whole entire time, and 
I just couldn't. It was probably like, I want to say probably 10 or 15 people were trying to wake me up, but I just couldn't move my arms. Were these like strangers? Like just yeah, helping just out? People, okay. people from the street just coming through mm-hmm. and it was like, wake up, wake up. Mm-hmm. Like, Do you know what's how long your name? you were unconscious yeah. for? I don't know. It okay. felt like an eternity. Yeah. Um, I do remember seeing blurred lines. I do like it was like purple and silver blur- blurred lines, and I was like, "What Whoa. is happening right now?" Yeah. yeah, my my mom was just like, "It's probably like the spirit telling you, yeah. mm-hmm. stay away from the light, right?" <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I was just like, "Stay conscious." Yeah, it was mm-hmm. intense. Um, and then I remember the EMT because I wasn't waking up. One of the EMT just came and like hit me in the chest really hard. Oh shoot! And I was like. <laughs> I was like, "Are you serious right wow. now?" <laughs> like, um, and it hurt because I had the seatbelt injury, so it was really painful. Yeah, and um, uh, gosh, it was. So, do you know if that was the um, what are they called, the electric things to to get you, or was that no, it was doing a, CPR? No, it was. It, he just like hit me in the chest. He wasn't even doing CPR. Or anything. No, no, he just hit me in the chest. Oh wow! I mean, apparently that's what they do to. To you wake know, you up, yeah. To wake mm. you up. Oh wow! Yeah. <laughs> so here, let me punch you yeah. again to get you get you up. I mean, I woke up. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I definitely yeah. woke up, yeah, but it awake. was intense. It was intense, and um, I remember them pulling me out of the car, and um, I was in so much pain. I was in agonizing pain. I couldn't even yeah. get out. I was like, okay, I can't. I can't do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, it hurts too much. Stop. Just stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. And they're like, we have to remove you from the car. And I felt, I thought like I broke my leg. Oh my Because that's how it felt. I felt everything was in, in excruciating pain. They throw me onto the, it felt like they threw me onto the gurney. Because everything was so painful. Yeah, you were very sensitive. Yeah. And um, even just them like strolling me into the ambulance, that oh. hurt. And I remember um, one of the guys was just, he was like, well, we're going to have to, we're going to have to remove like your dress. Mm -hmm. And it was like a romper. So Mm -hmm. they had to like, and it was my favorite dress. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. And so they they had to cut it open Mm -hmm. down the middle. And I was like, yeah great yeah i'm like this is this is all happening right now not only am i in pain but now i'm basically vulnerable, vulnerable. Yeah. everything yeah. is exposed mm. wow um yeah so then they they so they basically cut up my dress cut up my jacket um and i was just so mad at that guy i was just like you're the one that hit me in the chest yeah. <laughs> after an accident he's and he apologized for it but mm. i'm like you're apologizing for it, but I don't hear the sincerity in your voice. <laughs> did he explain why he did it? Yeah, to get me out of being unconscious. Okay, yeah. so he at least he explained, like, you know. Yeah, and he's like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to be a jerk. And I'm like, yeah, but you are. <laughs> so, Is he one of the EMT guys? Yeah, or? Okay. yeah. Okay. yeah. So he's one of the paramedics. Got it's, it. It's crazy, because really you were, like, semi-conscious throughout the whole thing. Semi, yeah. Yeah, like, so you weren't fully, but you were still kind of conscious enough yeah. to grab your ID to see that the was lies. initially that was like what right right when the upon impact and i saw it and i was like i was like i'm gonna need this i mean i i didn't have my phone because it was like the magnetic type of phone that onto the like wallet mm. you know oh okay yeah so my phone was nowhere to be found yeah just gone. but i saw my wallet and i was like i need it i, yeah. I need my id yeah, yeah. so and they, they kept trying to ask me at the hospital like are you like do you can you call work do you remember that i'm like i don't I'm like, everybody has an iPhone now. I'm like, I don't remember anybody's number. Yeah, <laughs> you true, know? Huh? Yeah. Like, yeah. So they're just like, can you call somebody? I'm like, I have no, I can't even think straight right now. Yeah. So I just had them call work. And um, yeah, that was, I was supposed to actually work that night. I was, I had a bartending shift. Yeah. And I didn't show up, obviously. And everybody was worried. And when they found out, every like messages came pouring in. Yeah. And people were trying to visit. But because of that accident so basically i like had contusions all on my left side mm-hmm. like bruises everywhere i had a small fracture in my lower back Oof. um now i have like bulge discs in my neck because of it yeah i have um, herniated discs in my lower back so i know how yeah, that's painful oh gosh, yeah it's it's not fun no not it's at all it's not fun no. and it's like forever going to be present in your life yeah. now you know well i actually have an herbal healer that helped get rid of my pain so maybe oh. i can refer he gave me some teas i had pain for 15 years 
and no doctor could fix it. Two months after I drank his teas, 90% of the pain was gone. Wow. Yeah. I do have an acupuncturist that... Yeah, he's an acupuncturist too. But this guy was like trained in China and trained in France, like for the herbal... Like he makes these teas out of herbs. Yeah. So I'll ask him. He's retired, but I mean, he loves to help people. That's his passion. So I mean, lots of stories of people I know he's changed their life by helping them get rid of pain or stuff like that. So yeah, they can help because I know how painful that stuff is. So yeah, I'm constantly on the foam roller and I'm constantly doing yoga and... That's good though. um, I have like this fascia tool that i use as well so i do a lot of like you know body work but Mm. it's still prevalent like the pain is always prevalent the nerves and stuff yeah i'm not my my young spry self anymore (laughs) (laughs) well we'll hopefully try to get you back to that so so from this accident is there anything that positive that came out of it or anything you learned from it yeah i mean i was incapacitated i had an immense amount of love that came That's flood, great. like yeah. it came flooding in. Everybody was like, "Do you need anything?" Because I couldn't move. My my sister and my mom came to take care of me. My wow. mom stayed with me for two months to take care of me. Okay. Um. So your mom came from where? From SoCal. Oh, so your mom's still in Southern California. Yeah, oh, okay. she's she's in Montclair right now. Okay. Um. Yeah, but she stayed with me for two months and helped me throughout the whole entire thing. And, That's awesome. Um. Also, my friends they just came by and like buy bought me food bought me a bunch of cbd products yeah, like you yeah. need this and yeah it it really helped i yeah. mean just the love itself from people helped me heal yeah it's a lot quicker i than think I, I got the news on facebook yeah when it um we weren't close at that time but yeah. we we're already friends and i was like what the heck is happening and i'm like oh my god i'm glad you're okay you're you know you're alive yeah but that was that was crazy yeah t-bone's no joke yeah, T bone so, is like when you get hit in the back. No the side, side. Oh, right side. in the middle, oh, right yeah. in the middle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my chiropractor was telling me how on the you know on the left side we don't have a lot of like structure on the left. We have structure on like strength in the front and, uh-huh. and the posterior, but not on the side. So when you get hit on the side, it oh. takes. That's why I was incapacitated for two yeah, months. It's it's basically you know? vulnerable. Extremely vulnerable. Yeah. Okay. Wow. So I'm still. I still feel pain on my left. Like I can't sleep on my left side because it hurts. Wow. Yeah. Even it's been two years and it still hurts. You know, what's funny is I can't sleep on my right side. It hurts on my side. I don't know if that's from my back injuries or just Mm -hmm. recently. Like I can only sleep on this side because I go on this side and it starts to hurt. Like Hmm. just hurt. It's possible. It's part connected. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, well, that's crazy. Probably. Yeah. yeah. Well, glad you're okay. You know, because T-bone could have been a lot worse than that. Yeah. One of Mm -hmm. the the nicer paramedics he was like he came and gave me my phone and he was like how are you feeling and i was like you know yeah, <laughs> i'm uh, yeah. in a neck brace and uh <laughs> i can't move and i can't i have to pee in a bedpan so yeah. <laughs> like i'm great yeah. everything's fantastic I'm, awesome. I'm in the er and yeah. you hear, i like i was hearing crazy people like this one oh, guy yeah. who was like on heroin and my gosh you were in Oakland, right? Mm-hmm. It was in yeah, Oakland it was um, Highland. Highland. Okay, oh, jeez, yeah. I'm sure that place is crazy in Yo. the ER. At night. Yeah. <laughs> it, was, it was a nightmare. Yeah. I couldn't sleep. I was in the ER for two days, could not sleep, barely could eat. I, I like would drink water, and they tried to give me, they tried to give me juice, and the juice didn't sit right with me, and yeah. and since they were like, you know, injecting IV into me, I kept having to use the restroom. It was a nightmare, wow. <laughs> like to not be able yeah. to move. I was just like, "Wow, this is how it feels to, you know, be paralyzed, basically." Almost. Paralyzed. I felt like I was paralyzed because I couldn't move anything. Yeah. Couldn't move my arm. I couldn't move my legs. Everything was, yeah. But well, anyway, still so here? yeah, I'm still here. So the positive, to answer your question, positive thing came, that that came out of it was the love that got poured in. Yeah. Um, That's huge, though. It's huge. Imagine if you go through something like that and there's like no love. Yeah. Like that would be horrible. Yeah. I thought about that too. My mom was like, wow, you have a lot of friends out here in in Oakland. And I was like, yeah, mom. Yeah. Why do you think I'm surviving? Why do you think I've been here for seven and a half years? Like, I had, I, you know, I cultivated my own family out here. Yeah. Yeah, I remember asking you one time, like, hey, what's your your favorite thing about the Bay? And you said community. Yeah. And it's definitely. So you got that. It's still. Mm-hmm. still That's pretty community. awesome. Yeah. yeah. So I would do, do you think the East Bay is a more of a community than here like maybe the South Bay cuz I grew up here in the South Bay and I don't see too much of a community here. Mm. I don't know if it's because it's the Silicon Valley. 
I think because it's so spread out. Yeah, but mm. also too, the Silicon Valley is like. So I grew up in San Jose, right? Mm-hmm. But it's not the San Jose that I grew up in. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of uh, engineers and people from tech that flew in from all parts of the world, and they're buying up all the houses. And the people that actually grew up in this area, they don't live here anymore. Mm-hmm. They live like in Sacramento and Central Valley, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I do know my two neighbors because luckily they're still around. But pretty much most of the rest of the block and all around, all new folks. it's all new folks. Mm-hmm. Like, um, and they call it ICE. Indian Chinese explosion, right? Wow. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I, I'm thinking, I don't know. Uh, you guys, leave it in the comments if you think the East Bay is more of a community. Cause, but also, too, there's a lot of gen- gentrification of the East Bay as well. Yeah. But it seems to me like from all the people I'm starting to get to know from the East Bay, there's a lot more creative people, yeah. a lot more mm-hmm. artsy people. Oh, definitely. And, and yeah. that's more of like people that would maybe create like a community or be like more part of a community. Would you agree? I, I agree wholeheartedly. I mean... Working in working in a restaurant, I mean, I meet this. That's just our our steady money flow, right? Right. Everybody else is always doing something else. Yeah. Everybody that I work Side with hustles, is right? yeah. They're either artists, musicians, mm-hmm. you know, writers. Like we all have like a creative creative outlet, and that's just a the most flexible job to have being a creative. Right. Being creative. Mm-hmm. Um, like but, restaurant service stuff like that right yeah. yeah and it's just it's just it's not easy <laughs> it's definitely not an yeah. easy job yeah but um it's steady steady money and but yeah community in oakland i i love it it's what keeps I, I me there i it's definitely keeps me there. agree i agree with that community in oakland is huge I, I have a lot of friends and i don't even live there yeah i'm yeah. part of so many communities and yeah. i don't even live there but you grew yeah. up in oakland right? i i grew up in uh i used to live in richmond san mm-hmm. pablo vallejo mm-hmm. So East Bay, um, but not Oakland. Yeah, yeah. I, I, used to go to, yeah. I, I used to go to school in Oakland, Laney okay. College for okay. photography. Shout out to Laney College. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I worked in Berkeley for a few years. Okay. But yeah, that's why I was like, man, I so, grew up in the East Bay. So not Oakland, know? but m- most of the East Bay. Yeah, yeah, yeah for okay. sure. So let's go back to Southern California, because you mentioned your mom is still there and all that. And you mentioned you went there when you were four or five still debate mm-hmm. right yeah, yeah. <laughs> you remember five but your sister well my, you remember four but your sister remembers my, five my mom remembers four and my okay. sister remembers five i believe okay so four or five right? yeah so talk about that because obviously you're very very young but you went I'm from not sn- very very young <laughs> no, but back then you were right okay, okay. so you went from snowy yeah. east coast uh-huh. to always sunny and nice Southern California. Yeah, always sunny in California. Yeah. <laughs> so what was it like growing up in Alhambra, Southern California? Ooh. Um, great food. Mm-hmm. Great, great Chinese-Vietnamese food. Um, it, was, it was obviously a, a huge Chinese-Vietnamese that was prevalent out there. Um, so I was like the only, the only Cambodian, my family was like the only Cambodian family. So we were like the dark Asian, you know? So there was a lot of like, kind of like colorism out there. Really? Um, Yeah. Yeah. And that's true. They say there's racism in like almost every culture. It's like, oh yeah, for sure. Especially in the Asian culture. Oh really? Yeah. Tell us about that. Really? Um, In the Asian culture? Oh yeah. Well, completely. I am Asian, but. Uh, all my friends are everything. Everyone, yeah. So. yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, that's what the beauty of the Bay. That's why I love yeah, it out exactly. here so much. Mm-hmm. Out in LA, it's very small minded, very narrow minded. People are, you know, they they have they think what they want to think, or they're conditioned to think what they want to think. Yeah. About people. So we were, my family would always be like, they they we would get taunted at like, oh, you're the dark Asian, or you're, you know, you're like the the blacks of the asian like, wow they'll say stuff really? like that. yeah it's pretty messed up but mm. so we have that stigma like my family has that stigma yeah. because of it i mean my my family wanted to live in alhambra because it's you know it's a very yeah, it's nice. suburbs it's nice it's good schools mm-hmm. um but yeah it wasn't a it wasn't easy growing up there yeah if you think about that i mean so people out there it's not just you know it's everywhere, I guess, you yeah. know what I mean? And really I, I never thought about that, but it is true. I mean, I grew up here in Campbell, and when I moved, when we moved here in 1989, there was only two Hispanic families on the whole block. Mm-hmm. So I was like, yeah. we were like the dark of this area, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. And it was kind of funny because I ended up becoming best friends with the other Hispanic kid, which is, I don't know, if it just kind of worked out that way. We yeah. felt like we whatever. Uh, but they're more Americanized than anything. We're both more Americanized than right. anything. But when I went to school, it was mainly Caucasian. 
right? Mm-hmm. And so I came from the east side of San Jose, which was very diverse, basically uh, Vietnamese and Mexican. Back in the night in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. San Jose was Vietnamese and Mexican, east yeah. San Jose, right? To now coming to Campbell, which is like mainly Caucasian, right? So, uh, but you know, I was fortunate. I don't know if you call it fortunate or whatever, but let's just say I looked white as a kid. Yeah. So everybody thought I was white. So I didn't really feel like that until I saw racism happening to my friends because I'd hang out with all the Mexican kids, right? Mm-hmm. And then and then I would see it happening. So I, I think I kind of understand a little bit. <laughs> it's yeah. more oh, like no, colorism than do. racism, actually, right? Yeah, it's weird. I, I feel, yes. I mean, I think it happens I mean, in every culture even, you know? Definitely does. Yeah. Definitely does, but... Yeah, that was growing up in Alhambra for me. But I mean, I, I still, I love it there. Yeah. You know. It's Southern California is awesome. Southern California what is, is beautiful. Alhambra close to? What's Pasadena? It's like five, okay, minutes, Pasadena. South, five minutes south Pasadena's of Pasadena. Pasadena is really awesome mm-hmm. too. Yeah. No yeah. one ever knows when I say Alhambra, they're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, You're like, like Pasadena, exactly they're like, Pasadena. oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, yeah exactly. I've heard of it. Yeah. I think I drove past by it, but I didn't yeah. stay there. Yeah, on the 10th. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's funny because I yeah. lived in. I was telling you earlier. I lived in Southern California almost mm-hmm. a decade, right? So mm-hmm. I lived in uh, West Covina and right. Diamond Bar, right. and West Covina and Alhambra are kind of on the same freeway. Yep, on the ten. Just, yeah, just mm-hmm. a little bit more. So I learned that um, if you just know the major freeways that go north, south, east, and west, you could pretty much get anywhere, right? But depending on where you live, it's like which freeway exactly you need to be on right so right. the 10 was the one that was like alhambra west covina mm-hmm. even to diamond bar ish kind of right well, actually Diamond Bar was a 60 but pomona pomona yeah yeah mm-hmm. um so so do you have any siblings i do i have um i have two older sisters and okay. one older brother okay all, so you're yeah. the baby i'm the baby oh and i'm the one that moved away oh, wow. <laughs> so what's it like being the baby of the family Especially um, a Cambodian family. Oh, okay. Heavy, heavy question. Yeah. <laughs> we had like a like an hour conversation <laughs> in, in the, the car, car really? family, on, the, on the ride here. Like yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. If you want to share, yeah, you know. whatever you want to share. <laughs> yeah, it's up to it's you. It's all up to you. Let's see. Um, Consent. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, okay, what was the question again? <laughs> like, what was it, what was it like growing up like the baby of the family, okay. especially Cambodian family? Um, I mean, I feel. A, pop, a lot of people would say that the pe- the person that's a baby of the family gets spoiled, right? Mm-hmm. Um, usually, right? Usually. I don't think I got spoiled. I think, okay. I think, well, I had a lot of chores. Okay. <laughs> I had a lot they of put chores. put you to work, huh? Yeah, I had a lot of chores. I couldn't go out unless I did the dishes. <laughs> mm. And they would always leave a stockpile for oh me. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it was insane. So you were the baby, mm-hmm. a lot of chores. Did that teach you like work ethic? Oh, definitely. I mean, yeah, do you I feel think that's like, kind of what they were doing, or it was just because you're the baby making make, make you do all the chores. I think. Well, I think my sister probably wanted to ingrain okay. that in me, mm-hmm. and was like, "Be a hard worker. If you're a hard worker, then you'll get stuff. You'll be successful." You yeah. Know? Um, and I'm definitely, I'm hello ocd now about it because i just like certain things i'm like oh this i need to do this and i need to get this done yeah, yeah. So i have like a list in my head and if i don't get it done it'll like drive me crazy right and i have my sister to thank for that well, there you go mm-hmm. and so that's the reason you, why right like yeah. shout out to my sister mary mary king she's a cambodian a cambodian artist she's a cambodian cambodian singer oh nice amazing mm-hmm. wow yeah she's famous so singing in the, runs in the family yeah my dad's a singer my sister's a singer my sister actually like she did a little tour around wow. the nation yeah that's awesome yeah yeah what's her what's her singing Ma- name? mary king mary king okay king yeah king so, king king, king. Um, K-A-N-G. K-H-E-N-G. Oh, King. K-H-E-N-G. Okay, yeah. King. So yeah. Mary King. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, yeah. so okay. So she taught you the work ethic. And she did. Singer. She's a great singer and she's a great human being. She um, has like f- foundations in Cambodia. Wow. Well, she's a part of several foundations and they donate to Cambodia and they make wells. They create wells because it's, it's beautiful. you know, people would have to walk really That's far. That's amazing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. amazing. People would have to walk really far to get fresh water. Mm-hmm. So she created this foundation where people would donate and create wells so that people don't have to walk as like hours away. Yeah, that's amazing. And she also, there's like, she does a lot. She's, she's, this is her heart is to give back mm. to, you know, people in poverty in Cambodia because she was that one person. Well, let's yeah. talk about my sister. She was that one person that, you know, she came 
she basically ran away from like the Khmer Rouge. Oh, so she was Pol part Pop. of the, the mm-hmm. whole. She was five years old. Wow. Oh, wow. So it she impacted her old. greatly. Yes, she mm. was five years old. She was holding my sis, my babe, my sister, my second sister. Wow. She was a baby, mm-hmm. five year old holding a baby, yeah, a, a kid basically holding another yeah. kid. Yeah, carrying her all the way to like I believe Thailand, where they were going to get away from it. My mm-hmm. gosh. Um, yeah, my family's gone through a lot, but she's since then. I mean, she tells me that story all the time. Yeah, and she like wants to ingrain it in me. She's like, we, I've done, I've gone so through so much, and I'm trying my best to give you guys a better life so she you know she bought us a house in alhambra and um she took care of the family pretty much yeah. tried to give us a better life that she did so her whole dream is to give back to the poverty that's cause, amazing because she felt she was like i was that poor kid yeah mm-hmm. you know so she's like i know how it feels to be poor and to have nothing and to have tires as shoes wow. you know to walk to run away from the war and it just breaks my heart, like just yeah. hear, hearing about it all the time. Um, but also, I'm so grateful for mm. my family to endure that. Yeah, it's yeah. insane what they went through. It's very inspiring, and exactly. I, I do believe that she's living her purpose. She it's is. Amazing. I mean, yeah. she's an amazing singer. So it's the fact that she's a singer and she's like promoting all these foundations and giving back and donating, like having people donate for special causes for whatever it is. She'll like have people donate to like certain families or like a school or and it's just a beautiful thing i mean i've i've gathered up my friends and we raised like about like four hundred dollars to give to the kids in cambodia Mm -hmm. we were supposed to give to a school but the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. so then we ended up just giving it to the kids of the school and and their families yeah well, we can actually put something in the in the description if people want to help donate to the the kids in Cambodia. Oh, that would be yeah. for the beautiful. podcast. Yeah, yeah, that would be yeah. amazing. Is I your sister in the Bay Area? Or she's, she's in SoCal. As okay, well. yeah, yeah. Okay. She's um, I think she's in um, Baldwin Park. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I would love to 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 meet her one day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She has stories for days, and she will talk you up. I love that. You know, I think I think you kind of felt like they were rough on you, but I think from what your older siblings kind of went through i guess they were like you know we went through a lot yeah, so they did. maybe they kind of felt like man you're lucky because you no, grew up sure, here and you sure. didn't have to go through this yeah you know? i was like i'm first they generation to appreciate everything yeah right? yeah yeah which yeah. is not your fault right yeah, it's not your fault that you grew up here you yeah know? but i think they were kind of like you know we're gonna make you appreciate stuff yeah, yeah. i think they were Give like conditioning th- training you in a certain way yeah, yeah. To be mentally tough maybe too. yeah they were they were trying to give me that thick skin that i needed mm-hmm. and now did it work Oh, I mean, her plus Oakland, yeah. yeah. <laughs> her plus Oakland. Well, I mean, just, <laughs> just by the fact how you were talking about with the car accident, like you yeah. were still like, you weren't like freaking out. You were like, oh, I need my ID. I need this. Oh, that gosh, just tells yeah. me you were, you're actually That's pretty like mentally tough. That's like a lot tough. of willpower yeah. right there. Yeah. I just I just remembered during that moment when I was, because I felt, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, because a part of me was like, because I couldn't move my body. Yeah. I couldn't move my body. All I saw was these squiggly purple silver lines i don't even understand what that was and i saw like people in the background i could hear people um and they kept trying to wake me up and i just couldn't like my eyes were closed but i saw what was Mm -hmm. happening but my eyes were closed wow it was like maybe you're outside of your body maybe yeah because i've had an out-of-body experience before too maybe that's what it was because we're just a soul living having a human experience or or a spiritual being yeah yeah this That's is crazy. just our body's just a vessel. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you popped out for a second. Maybe. And you were like, I didn't think about that. That's crazy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Revelations yeah. after revelations this week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, sure. yeah. So that I couldn't move my body and I just felt myself. I was just like, my yeah. arms were dangling. And then I was like, okay, this is probably going to be it. This is probably going to be. What was is, that like? Like, I mean, just to, I mean, I've never had a near death experience, but yeah. can you talk a little bit about like, what was going through your mind like yeah. how you how well, yeah definitely that's, that's and who, is there anyone that you were thinking about during that time um no so for me and like people would say like you have like your your life flashes, yeah, your life flashes yeah. before it did not totally present yeah i saw purple and silver squigglings i actually have a piece that looks like it, but it was not purple and silver. I so tried doing purple and silver. It was it? not cute. You, oh, <laughs> I painted it. You're like, no, that's not cute. Yeah, that's yeah. not cute. Yeah. So it was, it's a, a black painting that I have. Oh, that's awesome. Black and gold. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I saw those lines and I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm probably going to die. This is probably going to be it. I'm, I'm at peace. 
I accept it. I accept death. That's awesome. I said, I accept mm-hmm. death. I accept you. It's fine. This is, I'm like, at least I have, because this is when I just started off as an artist or becoming known as an artist. Okay. And I did, I think I had one art show. So your career was taken off. Yeah. Wow. I had one art show. I've always think, I've always thought that uh, bartending is a, it's an art. Yeah. You it know, definitely is. Mixing the cocktails and learning how to have a conversation with people, basically being their therapist and stuff. Yeah. Too. I mean, mixing mixing cocktails is like a whole game in itself. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. there's some good bartenders and there are some shitty bartenders. Yeah. So, you know, too like, sweet, <laughs> too bland, too yeah. much alcohol. So like a lot mm-hmm. of people would come for my cocktails not to like to my own horn. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. you know, okay. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I make I make yeah. I make a pretty good I'm a pretty good yeah. co- cocktail. Well, you know, they say the results are like someone's funeral or when someone's hurt. That's when you know that someone really made an impact. How many people show up? Right. Mm. So obviously you've made yeah. an impact because yeah. when you were in the greatest need, a lot of people showed up yeah. for you, right? Yeah. So your cocktails must have been really good. <laughs> <laughs> just, they just yeah. came for the cocktails. Yeah. Like, when are you going to get better yeah, so you like, can make me a cocktail? I know. Come on, right? <laughs> like, I need my old fashioned. Get Let's back. Be real. Yeah. 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 <laughs> So talk about though you talked about energies and stuff. Yeah, like that. so ener- the energies that come into the restaurant and to the bar. I mean, I used to work late night on Friday and Saturdays, oh. which is like ten to two in the I morning. To say the freaks come out at night. Yo, right? it was it it was always a shit show. Really? Yeah, people wow. people are when they they become like little babies when they're when they're drunk. That's you true. know, right? Yeah, that's true. Like, they're just like. Wah, wah. I want this. Yeah. I want this. I want this now. How come you're not giving me attention? The liquid courage, always, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah. People would come and just stare at me just to get my attention. I'm like, dude, I'm I'm busy. Yeah. <laughs> I can't have a conversation with you. I was able to have a conversation with you during lunch because it was slower. But when it's past ten o'clock, no. But it's mm-hmm. just like a lot of crazy like energies. There's a lot of crazy people that come in, and a lot of fights would happen. Wow. I've witnessed at a restaurant. Sh- yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Because we have a well, we we have we also have a club. Oh, like it's a restaurant. We have a gotcha. we also have a club yeah. on the other side. To a club. Yeah. Right. Yeah. At, after ten o'clock. Oh. So that's why. So that was we the have, cutoff, right? Yeah. That's when we have like a lot. Like, I always tell my my regulars, I'm like, don't come in here after ten o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> like, just stay yeah. away. Stay you'll, away. You'll yeah. be safe. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's interesting because yeah. I have grown speaking about thick skin i've grown such thick skin working there just people people coming at you and just being so demanding and so entitled Mm. right why yeah like why do you think that you can treat people like that like i'm a human being yeah the my my most famous line that i would say because people were just like they would yell at me wow and like bark at drinks bark drinks to me right and i look at them and i'm like do you yell at your office to the to your coworkers, like what you want, and they look at me and they're like, uh, uh, <laughs> "Like, uh, I didn't expect that." <laughs> uh, and I'm like, "I'm a human being. Treat yeah. me like a human being." Wow. You know, so you put him in check. Oh yeah, I've put so many guys in check. There was one guy who who barked an order, and I'm like, "Excuse me, what did you want?" And he was just like, "A, a Jameson ginger ale." I'm like, "Hi, how are you?" Wow. Yeah. And he was like, "I'm like, you don't, you don't have to." bark your orders at me like mm-hmm. i'm not going to give you your order if you yeah. yell at me so bartender bar bar etiquette basically yeah exactly and he was just like oh she was she she wow i just wanted a drink and i'm like there's a way to ask for something yeah you don't just yell orders like come on so can you tell be a civil human being yeah. all the watchers and listeners out there what's Yo, a good, what's so, a good way to treat bartenders and <laughs> what's a good etiquette yeah be patient okay. one okay the bartenders always bartenders are always doing something. Yeah, they're always they're either they are, they either have like five or ten drinks in their head that they're already working on. Yeah, so just be patient with them. They will they see you. That's our job is to notice who is at the bar. Right, we see you. We will get to you when we have the chance. Okay, do not wave your hand. Do not do not say a. Do not yell out. Excuse me, because. We see you. Okay. Unless it's like, you know, championship during the Warriors and we probably don't see you. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah. 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 So use common sense. Basically. Exactly. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you would say common sense, but. It ain't too common these days. No. 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 Yeah. Well, I Not think at all. that Oakland and, and your bar is very blessed to have you. 
yeah. have someone like you. Ooh. You're teaching people how to be. Yeah. Hey, oh no, I I have to put people in check That's and. Great. It's, you know, it's not, it's not always easy because sometimes pe- people will like act out or they're like, let me speak to the manager. And I'm like, yeah. we can I have a, com- we can have a conversation. Like, right? talk- I exactly. am the manager. <laughs> yeah, you're talking to her. What do you want? Yeah. 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 It's just like, just, just be human. Yeah. Yeah. Treat me like a human. You're a human. We're all human. Like, yeah. come on. So it's not that, that, it's not that serious. It's a drink. Yeah, exactly. And it's not that complicated. It's yeah. a conversation. Exactly. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Make so, a conversation with me. So yeah. bartending, is it something that you, like a career you wanted? Or like you said, it's just the best career for an artist to give you more flexibility? So the money's great. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> As a bartender. Cash too. Yes, cash. Yeah. The money is, mon- money is king. Yeah, and, cash um, is king. Yep. Maybe and, uh, more, but yeah. It, if it's always been kind of like a dream of mine it's okay. weird 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 dream. not weird but be a bartender yeah because yeah. okay. have you watched that movie cocktail with tom cruise from the 80s yeah that's Cocktails, like yeah. made bartending oh, cool yeah you know? i yeah. mean i'm not i'm not that type of bartender yeah, where like i'm like yeah, yeah, yeah i'm but not still, a show off yeah. <laughs> but i do show off there you go. Like, <laughs> i, I yeah. show off like you know with the way i look yeah. but <laughs> yeah. um no so you're a mixologist is what they call it right oh god you don't like that? All bartenders like that? hate that word. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, hey, bartenders hate that word. What do they? We're what would they rather be called? Again. Just, just bartender. Just bartender. Okay, yeah. got it. Got it. It's very pretentious to be okay. called like a mixologist. You yeah. Know? And like, I mean, if you are, if you want to be called a mixologist, it's because you've put the time and the effort gotcha. to like know each and every spec mm. for every little cocktail. You gotcha. know, so it's, it's it's an it literally is an art form people who there are people their career is just bartending and they are spectacular they create tinctures they create like you know um bitters and they make they make their cocktail like to a tea like with as far even as far as like the garnish goes you know so it's like it's a beautiful thing i've met so many beautiful people and so many like artistic people because of bartending and it's a it's a really tight-knit community with bartending a lot of people a lot, a lot of the bartenders were all homies. Yeah, that's you cool. know, it's so a community. It's, it's a beautiful community. And you, you mentioned something real quick mm-hmm. um, because I love to cook, mm-hmm. and then someone said to me, to cook "Cooking too. is a form of art." Oh yeah, definitely. Hell, so chef. bartending, yeah. cooking, mm-hmm. it's all art. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're an artist, it's just a different yeah. form. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. No, bartending is. Ooh, it it's a lot of work and it's a, a lot of like heavy heavy labor yeah lots of labor what's <laughs> labor the, of love what's the most labor intensive part of bartending mm, um kicking drunk people out <laughs> <laughs> so you have to do that there's no security for that there we do have security but during but the day we the don't initial, always have right yeah yeah i i usually i mean usually is the manager you know that yeah. would have to kick them out but if the manager isn't around and security isn't around, then yeah, I would have to take care, you know, handle things, take things and matters in my own hand and take care of it. And like literally push people out. There's, there was a guy who almost like ran his car into wow. Lucas. What? That's crazy. He was, he, he was, was so upset. He was upset. Well, mm. he was at a table. He wasn't at the bar, mm. but still like that's, a, that's the type of people that come in to lucas like just wow. so he was just psycho. pissed that he got kicked out he was pissed it was it was so busy and he wanted he just went to go sit at a table when we have reservations yeah. you know and That's one he got upset i yeah. think i think he needs to smoke weed <laughs> oh definitely it seemed like he was a little down. Co- it seemed like he was a little coked out let me open up your third eye yeah <laughs> So bartender's kind of like a conflict resolution as well. Oh, definitely. Like a psychologist, basically. Oh, absolutely. We yeah. have to problem solve every single every single day. Yeah. Every single second. So those you know? skills have probably helped you in other areas of life. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I think that's the reason why I'm still surviving even after the accident, you know? Yeah. Did that come from your childhood mindset. or did that come from the last couple of years, basically, being in the bartending industry and... My childhood. Whew, let's see. So, because you know, as you mentioned earlier, <laughs> your siblings yeah, tried to make you tough. Yeah, yeah you know? no, yeah. My, my my sister did. They taught me. My well, my, both my siblings. They, all of my siblings. Yeah. <laughs> all of your siblings. All of my siblings mm-hmm. taught me a lot. Okay. Um, yeah, my sister, my older sister. She's obviously she's a trooper. Yeah. She's a survivor. My my second sister is a survivor too. Yeah. Um, 
we've dealt with a lot of she probably is going to hate me if I bring this up, but um, you know, there's a lot of, there's a history of mental illness in my family okay. and um, I had to endure and help her through her episodes mm. and that made me stronger. Yeah. Like as it, that, that definitely matured me a lot. Mm. Just going through that. Is this a singer or the, um, or the one? That's my second sister. Okay. Yeah. Got it, got yeah. It. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, it's awesome for you to even talk about that because yeah. there's probably a lot of people out there dealing with it, you know, when they hear that, it, you know, it could help somebody. You right. Know I mean? Yeah. Everybody has some type of mental, mental. issues. Really. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's, it's helped after the accident. It's helped me be aware of like my anxiety and yeah. the PTSD that I've gone through and my depression. Oh my gosh. My depression was like, it was in it through the roof yeah, after the accident. And cause you know, I, was, I felt helpless. I felt useless. How long were you not able to move for? um two months two months two months yeah Yeah. two months i was using a cane i had to use like crutches and they tried giving me a walker and i was like no (laughs) (laughs) No (laughs) like i refused i refused you're like the cane was bad enough yeah Yeah, yeah. (laughs) i'm like you know the cane i could be a a pimp (laughs) lean lean like a g yeah yeah i guess that works limp like a g yeah, yeah. yeah um yeah no no walker i was like i am not no, <laughs> yeah. I, do not, I would not succumb to a foot walker. But um, yeah, two months in, incapacitated and um, it was a struggle yeah. for the past two years, like seeing a chiropractor, seeing acupuncturist, seeing a therapist. Like I've never seen a therapist ever. Although, I mean, everybody needs a therapist. Everybody does. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And if you don't, that you're probably the one, you say you don't, you're probably the one that needs you're it the most. You're probably a narcissist if you say right. that you don't yeah. need a therapist because everybody can use a therapist. It's been life-changing. Yeah. My therapist has been amazing. Um, but I was, a, I was a mess. I was a hot mess, like with the depression and the anxiety. Getting into a car, I would have like so oh, much anxiety. Yeah. yeah. I had so much anxiety after afterwards and did your body sleep. have any type of like uh, like muscle memory trauma? Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would clench up all yeah. the time, and and I couldn't sleep because of it. I had like two, maybe three hours of sleep every night, yeah. if that. The reason I asked that is because after my car accident, I actually got hit by an armored car. Oh, but wow! It's a long story. Uh, is that I, why you have the herniated? Yeah, disc? but I was oh. very fortunate Sorry. because the car was tur- like kind of sw- turning, mm-hmm. and there was a stoplight that it hit before me. Mm-hmm. So the cops said, if this stoplight was not here, you probably would not be here either. Oh, wow. So I basically got saved by a stoplight. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But for years, I would drive. Grateful for you being here, by the way. Thank you. I appreciate that. You too, as well. <laughs> I would drive like leaning forward like someone's going to hit me. And people would be in my car and be like, why are you leaning forward? I'm like, am I leaning forward? I don't even realize You're it. Un- I, yeah, it's yeah, unconscious. Because like, the body's like preparing for impact. Right. Yeah. You know what Fight I mean? For flight. years, mm-hmm. my body was like ready for impact in my car. Now I'm yeah. okay, but I, it probably took 10 yeah. years for my body to kind of relax and just kind of like go yeah. back and go like, okay. Wow. Yeah. 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 They say that the body stores trauma. Yeah. And the body really stores mm-hmm. memory as well. Mm-hmm. Something yeah. like that. There's yeah, a memory book about of, that. Memory of the trauma, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's... It's definitely, I feel it, it's ingrained in me. Like every, well, I mean, I'm a lot better now. Yeah. Still not 100%, but um, right after the accident, every time I got in a car to go to see my chiropractor, like I got an Uber to see my chiropractor and I would just be like, like holding on for dear life. And yeah. and I would have to tell my Uber driver, like, can you please slow down? Yeah. They're like, I've never had anybody ask me to slow down. People usually want to get to their destination quickly. Yeah. And I'm like, I have PTSD. I just got in an accident. I need you to please understand me and, and, and yeah, hear me out. If I say that I need you to slow down, I need you to slow down because I'm I'm having a lot of anxiety right now. Mm. Oh. And, you know, before, I, mean, I feel like people are so ashamed of speaking upon depression and right. anxiety and PTSD and just the mental illness right. in general. And I'm so open about it. That's like great. an open book and I'm just like okay this is prevalent this is existing in my life yeah I need I'm the type of person that like I need to get it out yeah. of my system in order so it helps you deal with it exactly yeah yeah, yeah yeah so yeah um that's you know that's the reason why I started writing more I started okay. doing my poetry I started so singing it geared you towards more towards being artistic and creative yeah I painted a lot actually when I was incapacitated my mom was so mad at me <laughs> I paint like my friends would drop off like canvases and paints to me and uh-huh. um I started painting I would like I'm like I can't do anything else yeah 
So I would just force myself up for like 30 minutes or an hour, just do a quick painting yeah. during that time. So I still have some of those paintings. But um, yeah, I had an art show that was called The Healing Process Okay, with all of my artwork that I did post while you well, were while i was while recovering. i was while i was incapacitated recovering right. or you know uh, even going back to work after going back to work um but yeah it's been it's been very therapeutic to just be able to explore that creative side oh. so much more and i think i think what it did was kind of opened up it just made me realize okay life is short right we don't have much time i could have died right I could have yeah. I could have died so I'm like I'm going to do everything in my power to not suppress that fear that I have within myself anymore because uh-huh. it's it's people literally live with fear all the time. Yeah. And that's what stops us. I mean, I feel like everybody's creative, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody has that side. They just has haven't tapped into it. Mm-hmm. So for me, since I have had the opportunity to be able to tap into it fully and completely i'm diving deep now i'm now i'm doing my artwork now i'm painting now i'm writing music now i'm singing with a band wow you know i'm like everything that i've manifested it's all the things that i've wanted to do but i've everything that i dreamed of but i never i was afraid to do it the fear just got wiped out yeah actually i think it just gave you courage because i don't think fear ever goes away but people are courageous stage fright is prevalent in my life (laughs) But you you developed courage through the through your <laughs> adversity, because you kind of exactly. made it through, mm-hmm. and and now you're courageous. Because even though you might still have the fear, you're like, well, you know what? I understand that life is precious, so I'm not going to waste any more time. And maybe all that work right. ethic from a kid mm-hmm. is now showing up in your creativity as well. Yeah, you're definitely a warrior, like your older Thank sister. You. And, Thank uh, you. I just want to say that I'm I'm really proud of you. I know oh. I told you this yes. because when I met her. It was maybe five years ago. I don't remember. Gosh, I don't, but yeah. we would, you know, party. We had it was, a lot of mutual friends. Yeah. Yeah, maybe f- probably five or six years ago. Yeah, yeah you were in a relationship. Met, yeah, I met you with my ex. Yeah. Yeah. And then after all that, I felt like, and I saw it too, you were like freeing yourself and doing all the things that you, you love, you know, after my art, relationship, poetry, <laughs> yeah. and just like, it's a it's you're like you're blooming basically yeah. internal internal expansion so yes it was a beautiful thing thank you well, yeah it's like a like a butterfly right so transformation yeah mm-hmm. before they become mm-hmm. a butterfly they have to be wrapped in this cocoon mm-hmm. and then they have to fight to get out exactly so you kind of were wrapped in the cocoon so to speak that's funny that you say that i have yeah. a candle that has like a like really? a trans- yeah it's it's from raven's wing or it used to be sacred well and it's a crystal store and it has like a transformation like little quote on there and it's a little cocoon and a and a butterfly oh wow <laughs> yeah and it's on my altar that's so crazy that's, yeah it's yeah. funny that you brought that up yeah. Yeah. yeah well i mean that's what life did mm-hmm. it wrapped you in a cocoon but then you force your way Literally. out and now you're flourishing like a butterfly yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I honestly believe that you are definitely divinely protected yeah. You have all these gifts and talents, and um, it's also a gift, uh, you know, to us. You as an artist, like seeing your artwork, is mm-hmm. definitely so. It's a gift, you know, you. both ways. Thank you. So, yeah. thank you. Gracias. <laughs> so, talk to yeah. us more about your art. So, um, you know, what's your favorite medium or your most, the most oh, successful medium right now? Favorite medium. Um, well, I normally work with um, acrylic and resin. Okay. I first started off with acrylic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love acrylic because it's just, you can go so many ways okay. with it. Um, I like to do pour art. So it's basically you mix the acrylic with pour gel and then you pour it onto the canvas and oh. kind of move it around. Uh-huh. Um, and the resin kind of coats. I do that as a coat. Okay. Um but yeah, a lot of people, a lot of people have been loving my resin work. Okay. Joe has, yeah, you know, she just bought my a set of coasters that okay. I created. Yeah, I'm gonna um, show it to you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's been the coasters have been a hit. The nice. resin resin work is everybody loves, and I've been having a lot of commission work, which mm-hmm. I'm so blessed for. I that's awesome. Could never, I did not ever imagine like that my life would be like oh I, i'm so swamped with commission work and wow. i can't keep up <laughs> you yeah. know like it's, it's a good problem to have it's a yeah. great problem yeah. to have and so I'm, for people who don't un, don't understand what commission work is can you explain that so commission work is when a client um asks you to basically 
create something for them, especially for them, whether it's um, colors that they want specifically or a painting that you did before that they got inspired for. Mm. That's a commission work. So they pay you to create something like specifically for them. So you're Mm. in demand now, basically. Yeah. (laughs) People know your stuff and they say, we want your art as part of our projects. Oh, yeah. That's amazing. It's kind of to hear someone else say it is kind of like ah. yeah it's that is my life right now yeah. and it's um i mean i would love to be a full-time artist i mean i, I feel like i can't leave the industry the restaurant industry or the service industry because it's like my passion too but full-time artist that is my my goal mm-hmm. maybe you need to figure out a way where you can do both i mean i'm doing that right now but i would love to like, have like have my, them intertwined somehow how would that be? Hmm. Maybe have your own restaurant or bar with art shows. Well, that is um that it's funny that you brought that up because I have thought about like having cre- opening up my own crystal store because okay. I'm inspired by crystals. crystals? Okay. Obviously, obviously, yeah. <laughs> I can see it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very inspired by crystals, and um, they have healed me so much, and um, so I want to open up my own crystal store and possibly have it be like half crystal store half art studio okay have different artists and have it be like a gallery as well where people mm. where you know local artists can show their work right. um i also want like different vendors to come through and like support local vendors like my friend she sells cbd yeah um sites high elevation shout out to sites high elevation please support um yeah i've been i've been already partnering up with her we vend at the lake together so it's like yeah. i already I already know that she's going to be like a business partner of mine because mm. I'm an Aquarius. She's a Scorpio and those two are uh, great. Scorpio. I'm a Scorpio. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great. Great business yeah. partnership. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I I definitely would love to open up my own, my own yeah. place, but I don't even know how I would do yeah. the whole bartending thing. Just there. basically when you have art shows, have liquor served and you have your own you would need a liquor license which is yeah. like very expensive <laughs> but is, is it has, has there ever been anything that's like an art show with a liquor license and a crystal thing mixed together probably not well you so. could be the it first thank you guys so much for tuning into the podcast we hope you enjoyed it our goal as always is to become the number one podcast in the world and uh, make sure to subscribe if you haven't done so already make sure you share this with three of your friends and if you like our song our intro song please check out my good friend Uh, Maroni Silva's band A Dead Desire on YouTube that song is called The Mantra thanks again for tuning in and we'll catch you guys on the next one and as always follow your bliss